All right, guys. So we are back on our series. This is part three of our series, Warrior Family. You know, the first week we discussed uh, the structure and how the order of the family and the home should be. You know, we were in Genesis with Adam and Eve and so forth, and we were, we were carrying on with that. And then last week we spoke about the warrior husband and uh, what a submissive husband should be. And then this week we are now preaching on the warrior wife. The warrior wife. The last couple weeks, preparing for this sermon, to be honest with you, and this is going to sound really crazy, especially to you ladies, this one was actually easier for me to prepare for than the other two. And I couldn't figure out why. But the more studying that I did, the more I realized that I ain't got y'all figured out at all. <laughs> like at all. Okay? So like I'm kind of going blind into this, right? So I have asked for some help from my amazing wife to help me through this process. Uh, so some of this you'll get to, to kind of listen to, and you'll probably figure out real quick that is not Micah's words. Okay? If you know me well enough, you'll figure that out. If you remember in week one, we learned that Satan the serpent, or what I called was slick, uh, he, he actually came to Eve and not Adam in the garden. Uh, he did this to disrupt the ordained structure and order that God put in place. In that moment, Eve became the leader and Adam became the passive, aggressive husband. And literally, all hell broke loose. The order that God puts in place for the family and the home is not about equality of people. It is about function of the family. Jesus is equal to God. You know, everybody knows that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? The Trinity. So Jesus would be equal to God in that area. But God's function is ahead of Jesus. And I'm going to show you biblically where I can point that out. I want to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9. This is Paul reciting what Jesus said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. I need you all to catch this. If you don't catch this, it's going to be hard to get through the rest of this sermon. Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, Trinity, right? They're all equal in the Trinity, but they have a functioning order. This proves it. Jesus was sent here, to do God's will. Hang on to that. Jesus submitted to God and followed the function of God's plan and the ordained order. This is important. Every woman is equal to her husband as a being, but she is not equal to her husband in God's function. Y'all follow me here? God has a certain order. Let me mark this spot. God has an order. Our God is a God of order. We are to stay in that order. Now, as a person, I'm going to say this again, men, women, equal. In God's ordering function of the family, the man is the head. Are y'all following me so far? Are any women ready to kill me yet? Good. Some people call this a creation issue, what I need y'all to understand is if you're fighting the issue, then you're fighting creation. So then in turn, you're fighting the creator.
It's a lot like the church, guys. The church, we're all one governing body. We are all equal in the house of God, correct? But your pastor, your overseer, your elders, and your deacons have a different, a different functioning order. You understand this? The family's the same way. There's a certain order that it has to be in. God, God ordained it that way. We need to follow that instruction. Let's go back to Ephesians 5.22 that I read earlier. This is where the heated word appears. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Do y'all know what the word submission actually means? It is to place someone in authority over you. Your own wives as to the Lord. Wives, don't you think that you should be submissive to the Lord? If you think you should be submissive to the Lord, you should be submissive to your husband. That's scripture. That's fact. Every word of this book is God-breathed. When it comes to God's function of the family, women, you are to place yourself under man. But I want you to look at verse 23, the very next verse. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. We read this last week. This is where we came up with headship and what headship means. But I want you to check this. Husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. We just saw in Hebrews where Jesus said, God, I have come here to do your will. This verse is where it explains that you are only to be submissive to your husband when he is being submissive to God. That's what this verse is saying. If your husband is not treating you like Christ treats the church, you're not supposed to be submissive. It's not your job there. This means the husband cannot demand anything from you that is not consistent with the word. You see, the husband does have this submission. He, he gets this, but it comes with boundaries. It comes with boundaries. Ladies, you should never feel like a dishcloth or a paper towel. You should never be physically, emotionally, or mentally abused. That is out of those boundaries. And I'm here to tell you right now, if you're struggling with that, come see us. Come see us. We'll help you fix it. There is a way to fix it. It's right here. We can teach your husband what it's like to be a warrior husband. 
when we started this church a year ago, one of the main things that God put on my heart, he said, Micah, you've got to get the husbands to be the true heads of their home. He told me if we can build that home, it will in turn build his home. So we've concentrated on that a lot the last year, and I know you men know that. But you wives have a role as well. Let's continue on. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Nick. I'm going to skip this next part. For man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory, and woman reflects man's glory. The word glory or glorify means that you make someone look good. That's basically what it means. Man's job, to make God look good. Man's job, God's glory. Woman's job, reflect man's glory. Now I'm fixing to get into some things because I know some of you ladies might be thinking, how am I supposed to make him look good when he didn't make me look good? I'm getting there. Y'all just bear with me. Ladies, to glorify your husband by honoring his position. That's what's important. I need you to explain that a husband is not a person. A husband is an anointed position by God. If you're, if your man isn't treating you the way that he should, he's not a husband. That's an anointed position by God. Y'all following me here? You respect your husband, but when he gets outside of those boundaries, he's just a man. I know men today, they want to know, well, what happens with that wife that is not submissive? I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 10. For this reason, and because the angels are watching, a woman should wear a covering over her head to show she is under authority. The angels are watching. I want you to pay attention to something real quick. Wear a covering over her head to show she is under authority. This word covering, a lot of people take that and they think that that means there's a lot of different denominations, different religions, so forth, that think that means to literally cover the head, to not show their face. I'll say it. I completely disagree because women, y'all are God's creation. You're beautiful. Why wouldn't he want you to be saved? A covering means that you are being submissive. You have husband over you. That's a covering. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about covering your head and your face. We're talking about husband covering the wife. That means that you're under that authority. Because the angels are watching. The angels are watching you, ladies. 
If you're not under that authority, if your husband is being submissive to God and you are not in turn being submissive to your husband, point blank, angels are watching. Now, why is that important? Why is it important that the angels are watching? I want to go to, no, never mind. In Hebrews, guys, I'll just tell you this. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says all Christians have at least one angel that helps us on God's behalf. That angel protects, guides, and teaches us. But you must stay in God's order for this angel to be able to work properly. Again, our God is a God of order, right? So they're watching to see if you're staying in order. Ladies, I don't know about y'all, but I'd like to have that guardian angel around me, right? But if you're not in God's order with the order of marriage, that could cause a problem. Y'all seeing this? Is this, am I the only one that got this? I got two people nodding your head. God bless y'all. Thank you very much. <laughs> Submission is key. It's so key to the success of a family and the building of a home. <laughs> you know, someone once said the only difference between an unsubmissive, bad attitude, mean wife and a pit bull's lipstick. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Matt, now, that was me saying that. I will say this. I did say that. God, I apologize. I did, I did say that. So, so now let's go see what the, the word actually says about these unsubmissive wives. Let's go to Proverbs. This is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 15. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as constant dripping on a rainy day. That's right. <laughs> Proverbs 21.9, it's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. Right. <laughs> My attic is cold. Like, that's just cold. If you remember last week, I showed you guys in Ephesians uh, where God gave the husband a commandment. Ephesians 5.33, to sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself. And the wife is to respect her husband. Okay, guys, the command that God gave the husband was to love his wife as Christ loves the church. That's the command he gave the husband. You don't love him. You don't love your wife how you feel you should love your wife. You love your wife the way Christ loves the church. Jesus Christ is not going to come to you when you do wrong and beat you across the face. He's not going to do that. He's not going to belittle you and bring you down. He's not going to emotionally attack you. Neither should we, right? Do you know, though, the reason I bring this up about this command, there is not one verse in the Bible that God commands a wife to love her husband. Not one. Y'all have a different command. Wife is to respect her husband. When I read this verse, I'm going to tell you what jumped out at me. When you're talking to a couple, the wife says, I need love. What does the man say? I need respect. That verse, man, that hit me in the face. Now, I'm not saying, wives, you shouldn't love your husband. You should love your husband. But here's the thing. 
if you want him to love you, you will respect him. And in turn, he will love you. And guess what? You'll fall in love with him. That's how this works. The power of love is so strong, guys. And to make, it, to make a family, to make a home work, for your children to see how it's supposed to be done, you have to have two things. That's love and respect. Respect means to hold one up to high esteem or regard. <laughs> I get this, but Mike, I do respect my husband. I'm not receiving any love. I'm not receiving the love that I feel that I deserve. The Bible also tells you ladies how to handle that situation. I'm going to 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, the good news, the Bible, or God's direction, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Ladies, if you've got a husband at home that is not following the word, that's not stepping up and being that spiritual leader of your household, that's not being submissive, the worst thing you can do is go to him and say, you're not doing your job. You're not being submissive. You need to step up. I don't know about the rest of these men in here, but when I get attacked in that way, it doesn't work. My shield goes up real quick. But if my wife was to come to me and say, I see you're struggling. I see that you're having issues. I see that you're stressed. I just want you to know I love and respect you and I'm praying for you. I'm fixing to get on point. You know what, man? That goes for y'all too. You treat your wife the same way. Don't belittle them. Romans chapter 14 tells you that there are two types of Christians in this world. I was just visiting with one of my brothers about this a couple days ago. You have the stronger in faith and you have the weaker in faith. What it tells you in Romans chapter 14 is that the stronger in faith is not to belittle the weaker faith. Their job is to do exactly what this is telling our wives to do. Pray for them and lead by example. That's why it says without any words. Wives, if you lead by example, and I know a lot of this, guys. Listen, ladies, I understand. You're looking at some of this because trust me, I'm a dude. I'm hard-headed. I get it. But I promise you, there's one thing I can promise you in this church. If you go by this book, your family life will be a whole lot better. Just try it. Just try it. See what happens. Probably make a major difference in your home. I can promise you guys, go by these guidelines. Everybody knows the story of Beauty and the Beast. I just went to Disney World. I'm still on a Disney World high. So I'll, except for those lightsabers. That's, not, that's still not cool. Still not cool. Man, I got a lot of text messages about those lightsabers this past week. That and Rainbow Unicorn. Like, I think that's all y'all got out of the message last week. I really do. But, you know, Beauty and the Beast, 
you know, there's this beautiful girl, Belle, smart, intelligent, comes across this beast, right? The beast just needed somebody to love, honor, and respect him. And then he turned into a prince. Ladies, if you're married to a beast, there's a good chance you could turn him into a prince if you follow these instructions. Amen? I've got something here. I asked my wife to write a letter to this church on what she thinks a warrior wife truly is. I have not read this. I have no clue what's on the inside of this. But I need y'all to understand something. I trust my wife more than anyone else in this world. Me and her are one. So are you and your wife. Are you and your husband. Before I even open this and read this, I can tell you right now, my wife is an amazing woman. The submission that she has for me is exactly what this book talks about. Before I read this letter, I want to tell you a story. It's not going to take you long to figure it out. But once upon a time, there was this guy, and um, God came and spoke to him, told him to start a church. This man had no biblical degree, didn't go to seminary, was never an associate pastor, not even a youth pastor. But God told him to do it. And this man was submissive to God. And he went to his wife, knowing that they were one and they had to be in agreement. That wife... I don't know if she regrets it or not, but I'm going to say she doesn't, went through with it. And if it's not for the submission of this wife, I'm fixing to teach you guys the power of submission. There's not 15 baptisms in the last year. There's not countless people whose walks have changed in this church. This worship team is not up here singing. This pastor is not standing here preaching. Y'all would still be either churchless or at the church you were at. You would not be in the seats that you're in right now if it was not for a godly, strong, submissive wife. And I am in debt to her for that. And guess what, men? The rest of us are too. That's strong. That's, that's true submission. That's the power of submission. It's not being belittled or let down or bossed around. It's being anointed in a covering of protection. Knowing that God is on your side. Amen? Let's read this letter. Bo, I might have to get you to read it. My husband is amazing. He is, he is beautiful. He is a beautiful man. Being a submissive wife is a gift you're given 
or excuse me, you give your husband, and a true gift is given without expecting anything in return. We are not forced to give this gift, but choose to because God has called us to do so. It is not out of the duty or to follow a set of rules, but out of love. We choose every day to follow God by willingly giving honor and respect to our husband without keeping score. Thank God for that. Wow. Uh, submitting to God can be a lot easier than submitting to your husband. We easily let God take control of our lives. We allow God to lead the way and direct our path. We praise him. We thank him. We do things for him just because we love him. What if we submit to our husbands the way we submit to the Lord? How different would our marriage and household be? You can choose to be a submissive wife by praying for your husband daily, allowing him to make decisions, allowing him to make bad decisions, and to <laughs> put in quotes, there will be plenty. <laughs> Having self-control over your words and actions, encourage and lift him up. Do not talk negatively of him in front of others. That one's big, guys. That one's big. Not even jokingly. Now, don't do that. You can joke about your wife. And, you can, let me rephrase that. You can joke about your best friend who's your wife, but you don't joke about the wife. Y'all follow me there? That's serious business. Humble yourself daily. And most importantly, make sure you have submitted to God so you can fully submit to your husband. By being submissive, you are allowing your husband to be the spiritual leader of the household. You are helping to mold him into the man God wants him to be. When your husband is given the room to make decisions with your full support, it grows his confidence in himself and in God. It allows him to make mistakes, knowing you will show grace and mercy. A godly man is the byproduct of a submissive wife. Just wait till you see, write it down. I had no clue she was going to write any of this. Our culture defines submissive wives in a negative way. We all eventually submit to something. Will you give in and submit to the ways of the world, or will you submit to God and your husband? She needs to come up here and preach. <clears throat> Grab a pen and paper. We'll write this down. I love my wife. Go ahead, Nick. Standing with every strong Christian husband is a submissive Christian wife. Men, you ain't going to be strong unless she's submissive. Praise your wives. And wives, allow them to run the home. That's how God intended it. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I love you. I love the women of this church, the leadership that they provide to our children, and God, the direction that they help us in. I mean, it's so important that us as men listen to our wives. That is our helper. We learned that two weeks ago, God. You showed us that. In other words, we were doing something wrong because you sent us a helper. We need to be submissive to you and to the help that you send us. But God, today I need these ladies to understand 
to back their husband. When their husband's fighting for them in the spiritual, godly way, they need to back them. God, I ask that today, each woman that's in this room, when they leave, that they know true submission. God, our world has made this a bad word. It's very frustrating to me to hear it. God, I need them to understand what true submission is, which is submission to you and the order that you've given. This is not a man-made order. This is a God-made order. And it's like I said earlier, if people are going to complain with creation, then they're going to, then they're going to complain with you, the Creator. God, these women of this church, they're not going to complain to you. They're going to be submissive to you. Lord, I ask that each woman that's in this room also, if there is something that they're struggling with, if they're struggling with an abusive marriage, if they're struggling with anything that might bring them down in that marriage, God, I ask that they seek help. They seek it. There's people here that can help them. They also need to know and understand that it goes nowhere. They can trust the leadership of this church. We have people that we can put in place. We have other women that I know I can put in place, strong women that can help them get through struggles. God, if there's a couple that's struggling with their marriage and they need help, make, make sure they know and understand that's what we're here for. We're fighting for them. This is family. God, I need them to understand that. This is family. God, you've made me a certain way. People can pick at me all they want to. But the minute they mess with my family, I'm done. I stand here boldly and claim victory over this family. God, I praise you. I love you. Continue to show us the way. Continue to guide us. God, make sure these women understand one other thing, how much our, these husbands love and respect them. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen.